podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Want your most burning finance and investing questions answered? Here's a podcast you should be listening to, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. Money. 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 From supply chains to inflation, it seems like the biggest stories right now have to do with the economy and finance. On Behind the Money, we make sense of what's happening in business and finance and how it's shaping our world. I'm Michaela Tendera from the Financial Times. From a whistleblower taking on a major asset manager. That was a holy smoke moment, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh my goodness, what's going on here? To translating what the Fed's latest move means. This was the meeting when they made it abundantly clear that this is going to hurt. Follow Behind the Money wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello, Tottenham fans around the world. Theo Delaney here in North London with a special preview show of our weekend game with Wolverhampton Wanderers at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this forthcoming uh, Sunday. I have persuaded uh, the panel that was with me earlier in the week to come back. It's amazing. They have agreed to do that. I feel very uh, grateful. Andy Linden is back. Hello again, Andy. Oh, hello. Lovely to be back. How have you been these last few days? Oh, no, chipper. No, right. no, completely peachy. Great. Nice of you to return. Mark, Trainers, how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's been a good week. Good to see you back again. And Matthew Hamilton, literary agent to the stars, how are you? I'm very good, Theo. Good to see you again. Have you been doing any agenting in the interim? Tons of agenting. So many. So many Good. Deals. <laughs> Good God, blimey, he's, he's never not agenting. Never he's not. He's constantly on there. We're lucky to have him here. But if he does get on the phone, you know, we'll have to just be understanding about that. Now, this game against Wolverhampton Wanderers, the thing about Wolves is they're a good side. They have snuck under the radar. They've got themselves into, if you actually look at the table and you look at their recent form, uh, they are a team that actually are in the race for that uh for the fabled top four people talking about it between uh, about it being between united uh west ham arsenal and tottenham hotspur but in fact wolves are both in terms of their position and their form and actually how good they are as a team as a unit they look good can they cause us problems on sunday mark of course they can they've got a great record at our place I think they've won once at our new stadium. Once they then they beat us at Wembley as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. So, so they are a good side. For them, I've I've looked at their fixtures. The next sort of four or five games, they've got Arsenal twice, us, and West Ham and Leicester. Right. So that's so defi- next... a defining sequence. Yeah, definitely a defining sequence. But they're out the FA Cup, so they've only got a bit like Arsenal, the league to con- concentrate on. Mm. Um. I think they're, again, they're one of those teams that are, I think, much, much better at home than they are away. And I mean, we we literally stole a 1-0 win earlier on in the season yeah. with the Delhi yeah. penalty. Yeah. Um, but they also work in binary. They're, most of their games are 1-0, 1-1. Yeah. Very rarely more goals than that. So I think if we could 
press them like we did against Bright, like we did to Brighton. Yeah, I think we can we can force the mistake, score a couple of goals, and I think they don't score a lot of goals. No, they don't score. I mean, given their lead, lofty league position, their their goal scoring record is actually more like a relegation side. But of course, they don't let many in. That's the, that's why they're up there. Andy, when you think of Wolverhampton Wanderers. Where does your mind go back to? Billy Wright. There you go. Billy Wright. Oh, I was going to ask Billy you for. Oh, well, yeah, I was going to ask you for one of the Beverly Sisters. Yes, Good he God, did. I'm going through a time warp. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, well, yes, because they, uh, of course, they won the uh, 1960 uh, FA Cup final, beat uh, Blackburn Rovers three 0 Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> But um, good side in the fifties. What I was going to say is, what what encounters can you remember between Spurs and Wolves? Which are the ones that stick in the mind? Um, we, I remember we we beat them six one at the Lane. I, I went to both UEFA Cup games. Uh, Did you? Martin Shivers, a thirty five yard screamer. Yeah. That um, is still travelling now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Seed, probably, but. Um, that and the home game where we we were hanging on in the second half. Yeah, Mallory got the goal. He went one up, but yeah. uh, knocked himself out in the process. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. He did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. One of the things about this live goals podcast I do is you get all these fans reminiscing, and that those games. Paul Hawksby was at that game, the the one where he described Mullery being knocked out. And Norman Jay was at the away game and the home game, but and the away game. Just imagine a young Andy Linden and a young Norman Jay, but you know, behind the goal in the Tottenham section. You know, it's great. It was a, a wonderful night. We played very well up there. In fact, we were better at Molyneux than what we were at the Hay, if I'm brutally honest. But um uh, looking at the current Wolves side, I, I agree with Mark. I, I think they are a good side. I, I think their their manager, I think they play better expansive football now than what they did under Nuno. Um, I know you are right. They don't get a lot of goals, but um, I think they're easier on the eye if you were to ask Wolves fans. Um, uh, easier to watch. Uh Yes, they're organised. Um, they have got some good cultured players. But Mark's right. They're not as, like us, they're not as good away from home as they are at home. Um, yeah. They strike me as being a bit like Brighton, because Brighton play a load of good football, but just can't put it in the net. Yeah. Lack, lack of goal scoring. Wolves had one in Jimenez, didn't they? But then when Jimenez banged his head and was out for such a long time, he's not quite got back up to speed is he and I think that maybe which is, I mean you know good good news for us that might be what they're what they're lacking Matthew do you see um do you see him because we played in the week and we played last weekend and you know things are things are coming along quite do you think he, he might rotate a bit um Conte I don't know I think he might just keep it more or less the same I can't see any yeah I think it feels like we kind of know now who he really likes. And, yeah. You know, and so I think unless there's a knock or I, mean, I think he'd ideally want Skip in there, but he can't have him. So I would imagine quite a consistent team. Um, but he's certainly looking like more of a threatening fixture than, I mean, I've been sort of keeping my my eye off the ball. I sort of thought, oh, Wolves, oh, that'll be, you know, a bit tough. But then I looked at the recent form of where they are in the league and suddenly they're all in the mix. Um, it sort of just crept out, sort of crept up on me. The, the wolves threat, you know. Yeah, I'm a bit yeah. nervous, quite quite nervous about this one. I mean, yeah, just I on mean, the go- 
I was going to say, on the goal side, they've scored 19 and conceded 16. Only City have conceded less. Right. But they've only so, scored 19 in 21 games. Yeah. It's less than a goal a game. Yeah. So if you score two against them, which is very difficult. Yeah, hardly anyone you're does. Generally gonna, you're generally going to win the game. Yeah, and we look, we do look potent enough, hopefully, to do that, especially with the home momentum. Um, because it it's important to get the points because the next game, of course, is Man City. I mean, Man City away, even though we're a bit of a bogey team to Man City. I mean, it's a bit of a... It's one of those... Some people might describe it as a free hit. You go there, you lose. Nobody thinks that's a disaster, do they? Although it's funny with those games, once they kick off, you do think, you're like, come on, Christ, oh my God. You're not thinking, oh, it's City, you know, we'll probably lose, fine. But, you know, that's one of those ones. But then after that, uh, you know, we've got Burnley and Leeds, albeit away. So it's important, isn't it? These these are the games. If we're going to get in that top four, if we're really going to make a proper... And you do feel that the top four thing is so important, not just to get the Champions League would be just so fantastic to be back in the Champions League at, at the top table. But also you rather think that two, a couple of things might depend upon it. First of all, to get good, really good signings in the summer, you kind of need to offer Champions League to the top players, don't you? And also you kind of feel that uh, Conti himself might just think well, in the summer if some other big club comes in for him, Manchester United, for example, or, or Paris Saint-Germain or whatever. Uh, if he's at a club that isn't in the Champions League and you've got Champions League clubs knocking on his door, you, you know, it, it, he might be tempted to go. It might, might not he? What do, you, what do you think, Andy? Are you, are you concerned about that? Uh, well, uh, now you put it between my ears, I am. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> Yes, I was feeling quite... I was surfing on a nice little wave there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mate. there for me. Um, but now you put the whole fear factor into me. Yeah, I... Yes, you're right. Actually. I mean, I, I think the point is, I think we all think we can get in the top four, but the, the, the I suppose the relevance to to this game on Sunday is that you're not going to do it unless you absolutely, you know, wring the points out of games like Wolves at home, are you? I mean, uh, and... I mean, do, do you... Uh, the trouble with having, do you know, it's a bit like some bloke who's going out. He's accidentally found himself going out with the, by far, the loveliest girl in the school. And he can't understand it, but he can't enjoy it because he keeps thinking, she's going to leave me, he's can't last. It's a bit like that with Conti, isn't it? I mean, you just think, what's he doing here? But I thought, we got, he's not going to gang around, what are we going to do? I mean, Mark, do you think he, do you think that's, that as much as anything is the important thing about getting top four? I, I actually don't think so, but I, I, I'm pretty confident we'll, we'll finish top four. I look at the other teams up there. West Ham are okay, yeah. but they've got European football to worry about. United are a shambles. They've also got Champions League football. Arsenal have a squad that's got about 12 players left yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, and they're still running away, don't want to play us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so long as... I was talking to... Um, I can't remember who it was at the, at the Martin Chivers night. Uh, Martin Lipton and and Martin said on the show that night that we've got 18 Premier League games left 12 or 13 wins yeah 12 wins we'll do it we'll do, do it. it yeah but the, the caveat I would put to that is you can't lose at Old Trafford yeah you, you can't lose to West Ham and you can't, and you can't lose, lose to, to Arsenal. Arsenal yeah so long as those three fall into place I think the rest will take care of itself and then the others have all got to play each other. Arsenal got to play West Ham. They've got Arsenal going to have three games to rearrange by the end of February. They've got Audi House. They're not playing Chelsea this weekend, 
because um, Chelsea are in the Club World Cup and they're not playing Liverpool on the last weekend of the, the month because of the Carabao Cup final. Liverpool play Chelsea. So Arsenal are going to have Liverpool, Tottenham and Chelsea to play in the last month of the season. Yeah, that's great. That's a lot of games. I like that. Games. Yeah, I love I like it. That. I love yeah. it because we're going to play, we're going to play all our catch up in the next, mostly in the next three or four weeks. Yeah, yeah. So long as we get some W's in that win column, those three points, I can accept losing at City. I'm Tom, and I used to be sleepy, totally useless in the morning. I'd snooze my water glass and try to drink my alarm clock, or confuse my toothpaste with fungus cream. Cringe. But no longer, thanks to my Nectar mattress with its premium memory foam and Nectar cool technology. Every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399 and come with $499 of premium accessories. So rest easy and visit Nectarsleep.com. I mean, I, I'm, I, the more I look at it, I mean, there was a big row, as usual, about when we got kicked out of Europe because some people said brilliant and some people said, how can you say that? We should have stayed in that and won a trophy. You're not proper Spurs. But actually, the more you look at it, the more you think, oh, actually, that, that's pretty good news for us. Because we're still in the FA Cup. We've got, you know, we've got, uh, I mean, the FA Cup's still got most of the good teams left in it. But nevertheless, we've still got, we've got a decent chance in the FA Cup. So it's not like we've, we've, we've blown everything. I mean, you get, we, we can go to Middlesbrough and get a result, surely. I mean, not easy by any means in the FA Cup, but we should, we'd be favourites, obviously, to go out there and get a result. And you get a favourable draw in the quarterfinals. You're one game away, really. So, being out of Europe isn't terrible news. I was going to say, the FA Cup, as long as we avoid Chelsea and Boreham Wood, we're, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Boreham Wood for a local derby. Yeah, that's my the local, thing. Well, the form book goes out the window. They are my local team. It's literally 10 minutes are down they? the road from me, yeah. Have you been to, have you been to Boreham Wood? Been, been a few times. Play? They're a very good side. They are it's really well-organised, really good. I mean, they're second in the National League and they are pushing for promotion. Yeah, okay. I fancy them... Uh, I don't know. I fancy him against Delhi Alley's Everton. I've got to tell you, they, they will put the frighteners on him, especially if they score first. Yeah. I mean, that looks like a fragile. I don't know how that's going to work up there at Everton, but I don't know. I just got something. Something seems. We know Delhi, sadly, is flaky. There's something flaky about Frank Lampard as well, I think. <laughs> there is. There is, isn't there? I don't think. I think he really fancies himself generally and also as a manager, but I'm not sure he's got enough. Prag- pragmatic humility to be a football manager. You know, at Chelsea, he just fell out. With, he like he, he completely ostracised like Rudiger, didn't he? He was one of the best bloody players in his position in the entire world. And he just wouldn't pick him because he had some sulk going on with him, stuff like that. I don't think the modern football manager can afford to be like that. You know, they're not they're not like it. So um, yeah, I, th- I fancy Boreham Wood up there. I wonder what odds you get about fifteen to one, probably. <laughs> Might get a bit more than that. Stage yeah. for a bookish. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, maybe. I'll certainly have a look at that. So, um, so Wolves, also, I think we're all like-minded in, in as much as I think we all think we sh- we certainly should and probably will get a result in this game. But now, of course, gentlemen, I've got the revolver out, ready to place it against your temples one by one and insist on a prediction. Andy, I'm going to go with you first this time. Um, Mark is right. They don't give a lot of goals away. 
I'm going to slack myself for saying this, but Jim, a very tight 1-0 win. Right. That makes a lot of sense, given the form guide, Matthew. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to go for 1-0 as well. Scraping through. Right. <laughs> Mark? Well, just to be different, I'm going to say 2-0. I just think okay. we've got... I think we've got goals in us at the moment. Yeah. Except, as I said, when we play Chelsea, but... We don't have to play it. We don't have to play them. Hopefully, again this season. Not until the FA Cup final. Don't. Can you, can you imagine? Oh, the horror! The horror! The horror! As long as we get to face them with a full strength team, just yeah. for once, yeah, with everyone available, would be nice. Yes, and yes, actually, right. I think in a one-off game like that, I think we could beat them. But <laughs> we we yeah. keep turning up with half a team. Yeah, quite right. Quite right. Let's go there. With a proper full strength team and a fully fit Harry Kane, and see how they like that. Hey, <laughs> I'm going. To, I'm going to Spurs two, Wolves one, just because I don't know, just to be contrary. But I certainly think, yeah, it could be quite tight. But I, I fancy us, and I'm really looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. I've taken to walking to Tottenham from my home. It takes just under an hour, and it's uh, it just gets you. I don't know, it gets you in the mood. I like it. A bit, far, a bit far for me to walk. From Boreham Wood, yeah. Or, uh, or the outskirts of the metropolis of Boreham Wood, anyway. Just yeah. on the outskirts. Yeah, yeah. Well, gentlemen, once again, I feel that I am indebted to you all for coming back, traipsing out again here to the glamorous Spurs Show Studios. Uh, second time in a week. I'd like to thank you all very much for coming. Mark, thank you. Thank you. Andy, thanks a lot, mate. My pleasure. Matthew, sorry to keep you away from the phone as long as we have. I know you've got Thanks, deals yeah. to do. I know you've got deals to do. And uh, this is Theo Delaney in North London, thanking you all at home for listening to this or wherever you are around the world. Uh, we'll see you next time. Remember, Mike Lee's on next week with uh, Jar Wobble, somebody from the Cocteau Twins, and somebody from Spandu Bali. Music special. Ta-da! Kill you, Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Want your most burning finance and investing questions answered? Here's a podcast you should be listening to, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. Are you ready for some personality in your personal finances? Hi, I'm Janice Torres Rodriguez, Latina money expert and host of the award-winning podcast, Yo Quiero Dinero. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're not talking about avocado toast and lattes on this show. We've got real, relatable personal finance knowledge that makes you feel seen, heard, and finally understood. Consider me your super cool, slightly risque, but always honest financial fairy godmother. Together, we'll tackle dinero in a fresh new way so you can finally become poderosa with your dinero. Check out our weekly podcast episodes at YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Sports Social Podcast Network.